Hello and welcome to Dive In With Me, a podcast from the Fondation IME. Dive In With Me tries to shine a light on different subjects related to the impact of music. For this episode, we talk with Hugo Ferreira, the founder of a non-profit cultural cooperative from Liera that develops music programs with schools, releases and manages the school's new artists and helps them in their international careers. In this episode, we talk about Quinta Puncada, a band with artists from a cerebral palsy association, which Hugo is representing and managing. Quinta Puncada is part of a bigger project, European-funded Stage for Everyone. A film team follows the band during their tour in Europe and the different difficulties that they might encounter. Quinta Puncada will also be in Luxembourg on September 23rd at 7.30 at the Philharmonie. For more information on the concert, go to fondation-eme.lu. Without further ado, let's talk with Hugo. Hi, Hugo. How are you? Hello. Hello, Sarah. Great to see you. <laughs> great. Thank you so much for the invitation to be here and talk a little bit about this amazing experience. Yeah, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So we will talk a bit more about the Quinta Puncada uh, project and the Stage for Everyone project. But first and foremost, what's your favorite music? It's really hard to someone that uh, grew up with a lot of artists and a lot of songs. I worked on a radio station. I collect vinyl. So it's really hard to choose one. Uh, but definitely there was a moment in your life when you discovered someone who is completely different and you realize, well, there are different people doing stuff. Uh, and this author was Daniel Johnston. Uh, Daniel Johnston, it's an amazing singer-songwriter, and he has especially uh, one track that followed like uh, a mantra to all my life goals, which is true love will find you in the end. Don't give up until true love will find you in the end. Uh, he started recording his own cassettes uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, the first time I went to South by Southwest, I needed to go to those places. Uh, and it's an amazing story how someone with a mental disability, that was the way it was uh, described, uh, got impact in so many artists and so many bands from Kurt Cobain uh, to uh, Velvet to some of the iconic musicians that you know, all of them respect uh, Daniel Johnson's legacy. Nice. That's a, a really, really good segue into what we will we'll be talking about today. Before we get into what uh, they do as a band, um, so maybe we can talk a bit about you. So um, who are you? What are you doing? How, how, so you're the co-founder of Omnicord. How did that all came, came about? Uh, it came by a reason of doing something from our local town. Uh, I was, uh, since high school, I was uh, music dependent, as I used to say. Uh, 
Uh, I created a radio station in school. Uh, and then I met a teacher, a math teacher, that explained me, oh, I do a radio show in Coimbra. Coimbra, it's a city, a university city. Uh, so uh, I was skipping here to here, only my main goal was to go to Coimbra to work on a radio station, a university radio station. So I've been there for seven years in Coimbra. Uh, I started to produce shows in the city. Uh, I directed the university radio. I interviewed a lot of my music idols at the time. Uh, and then I realized, okay, I'm finishing the degree in law, has nothing to do, uh, and I need to go back home. So I was getting back home to a small city in Portugal called Lydia, where uh, it's a very industrial city. Uh, it was not uh, in the radar of the main cities in Portugal. So I realized I would like to work with a group to do something for our city and I was a little bit inspired or a lot inspired by two cities which were Reykjavik and Manchester then I went to Reykjavik only by my own for two weeks uh, and there was a period without internet, almost without internet. It was uh, even in the 90s. Uh, in the beginning of the 20, I believe, it was the year where uh, the economy collapsed in Reykjavik. Okay. It was, was really demonstrations all the day. And I just searched about which is the coffee where I can find the artists. And I just stood over there for a few hours and I saw all my idols came in, <laughs> like <laughs> Yancy from Sigurás, like the Igrid from um, all of them. And it was like a kid in a candy store. Uh, and I talked with them and they were very friendly and nice. And they explained me how they managed in a small island to catch the English producers over there, uh, to see the new bands and start a music business uh, from the scratch of Sugar Cubes until the movement right now that you have dozens of bands and projects. Um, so it was really inspiring to see, okay, they are a remote island and they made it. Uh, and then I went to Manchester and by the roots of Hacienda and factory uh, and try to see how an industrial town, ugly town for some of the other cities, uh, managed to get uh, a revolution in music. So I really thought, okay, it were not the supposed place to happen something, but it happened uh, by the people, by a strategy. So I came to Leria and started to, uh, with a lot of people, to make contests with schools, ask the kids to do music, uh, create these um, contests for cover versions for originals in the high school. And from the high school band, we started to think, okay, we need to make a label. Because these kids are doing music and they need to get out of the town. So we created Omnichord. Uh, we love the instrument Omnichord. It's a musical instrument mm -hmm. made by Suzuki that you can play even if you don't know the notes. You can take sound from it. And it's very pleasant, the sound, and it's used 
from uh, experimental John Spencer Blues Explosion to uh, Happy Birthday to You uh, song. So everyone can use this. Um, so we started only with local bands, mainly from my schools. Uh, and it's uh, it's funny that uh, 12 years after uh, these bands, uh, they have 14, 15 years old, were studying in high school like Surma, first read after Coma, Wales, are now employers of our cultural cooperative. Uh, we started as a label and we developed this uh, saying the kids, uh, okay, you need to go out. You need to discover the new world. Uh, and then in six years, you can come back and we'll try to give you a working contract. Um, so this was our idea of retain talent in a small city. It's allowed them to go outside, discover new stuff and then come back. And in this time, always be with them. Okay, you want to record, you want to tour, we will be here with you. Uh, right now, uh, Omnicord is a cultural cooperative that has 14 people uh, with contracts from producers, from singers, from uh, sound technicians, uh, so curators uh, and a video team, uh, which is Kazata Collective. So, and all of these kids uh, choose their area. And now we have created like this multifunctional uh, team that can produce a festival, record a documentary, uh, go on the road with the artists. Uh, so it's our idea of making like a mini cultural army. Uh, so... <laughs> in a good way. Um, so it's been a, a great adventure to to following the kids that right now they are in the 25, 26 years old uh, and they are quite a pro, a professionals uh, and they have played all over Europe and other parts of the world and they are always coming back with new ideas to create new projects in our own small town. So right now we are more focused in different projects. We are working with schools again. Uh, we are going to the schools with a project called Music is Art Working, uh, where we explain all the kids 22 professions in the music business. Um, from the writer to the accountant, uh, from the manager to the designer, uh, from the videographer uh, to the sound technician. So, and they they can see in school, we just put a stage over there with, with showcase and all of us are uh, with a sign of what are we doing. Uh, and they realize what does what, what, who does what before music gets to your ears. Uh, so with these kind of projects, we want to continue the transformation process of the city and uh, of all the near areas by culture, because we really believe that culture is the best soft revolution that you may provide to your local uh, town. Yeah, and I mean, it's working great because even in Luxembourg, we've heard so much of Lera now, you know, it's like this big world city. <laughs> so you can name it in with Manchester and then Lera because <laughs> uh, we are working so much with uh, you and then also with uh, Paolo Lamero, 
um, for the, the operas in prison. And yeah, it's been like two or three years that this city won't go away. And yeah, congratulations, because just such a nice concept um, of what you're doing and what you did. I, I really, really like the idea. And it's really an inspiration to be in a city where Paula might have started a <laughs> lot of projects. And we even worked together in several of them. For instance, our artist Surma is playing in Concert for Babies. Uh, our video team, Casata, was in a prison in Leria uh, recording rap songs and doing video clips. So it's like a, a big, uh, a big, uh, village but uh, it's everyone knows each other so it's easy to work and to co-create mm -hmm. and this is absolutely a main factor that it's hard to find in a big city uh, mm -hmm. so over here when he started the bands we had like one drum and everyone was sharing the drum and everyone was sharing the keyboard and it was like it's really great to work in a in a small city like this that can connect all the people and have these inspirations like Paula Meyer, it's one of the mines uh, that art and culture can transform people and can mm -hmm. get people together even if they are different they have different interests uh, and different backgrounds and we can join them by art and we can change the way they look at certain aspects of life when pandemic came uh, we were like with 10 contracts uh, so shows just stopped and we just realized what do we wanted to do that we haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, we were so obsessed in making shows outside, in releasing records and the glamour of being featured in the media and so on. And we forgot the people and we forgot some main issues. Uh, one of the things that uh, reminded me at the time was precisely Quinta Pancada. Uh, when I was in Coimbra, uh, in the Radio University in the 90s, uh, the band already existed. The band is doing 30 years this year. Uh, so I heard about the band at the time and they were saying that they wanted to play in the big festival of the city, which is the Festival of Students. But uh, no one ever invited them. So we made a second stage, which was the Radio University stage, and I invited them to play at Queima das Fitas. Uh, and it was really an amazing adventure. And I just noticed that, yeah, this band, it's a special band, but... This is not about a concert. This is about changing the perception of people uh, mm -hmm. and helping them to reach bigger values. Uh, so when pandemic came more than 20 years after this, I realized, look, I never heard about Quinta Pancada. Are they still active? Are they? Because we have collaborated like 10 years ago. I invited them to Lidia to do some stuff. So I realized, yeah, they are alive. They have a band, different <laughs> members. Only uh, Faust, the lead singer, is the same from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them died. Some of them got in. Uh, usual process in uh, a band like this. 
And I just invited them, look, why haven't you ever recorded the record? And they said, we don't know how to, and no one gave us this chance. So, okay, it's now or never, let's record it. Um, and they were very, in the beginning, they were like, Fausto was saying, look, I'm singing and no one understands what I'm singing uh, because of my condition. And I was saying, look, Deborah Surma, my artist, she has her own language and she gives concerts all over the world. Like Sigur Ross, for instance, no one understands. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no. <laughs> about it's about the music. It's about the what you can provide to other people. So I invited Surma to join on board. I invited also a punk rocker from Coimbra, uh, Vitor Torpedo, and we got together for a month um, in their uh, association, and we recorded the first record of Quinta Pancada, and we planned like. Uh, six or seven venues, um, regular theaters, because they usually played in associations, they played in uh, specific occasions, mm -hmm. not as a regular venue in or open to everyone. Uh, so we made this first tour and it was really overwhelming. We just made a documentary about the process it's a 20 minutes documentary. So before the shows, we will project the documentary as we are going to do in Luxembourg as well. Uh, so people will get in 20 minutes an idea of how the band history, how is it, was it formed, how they uh, recorded, how they prepared the first show on stage after the record. And you realize the specific character of each member of the band. And this was really amazing because changes our perception, changes our idea of the human development. Usually we are always talking about, okay, they need, we should provide today. We should, it's not about that, it's about us. Uh, and we need to realize that it's really about our perception that we need to work on. Uh, and doing uh, these shows and uh, everyone that sees a show from Quinta Pancada, uh, it's not really about music. It's about um, realizing that humankind, it's much more than the relationships we are used to having all days. Uh, it's about respecting the difference and accepting it's about being in front of the difference, not talking about it. Um, and this was something that we weren't really expected to get uh, when we think in making something with Quinta Pancada. I really believe that most of the music and the bands that we are uh, listening after this seem they seem almost meaningless <laughs> when we you have you have an ex uh, uh, an experience like this because it's uh we had concerts and concerts that all the team was crying concert after concert it's really when you have this experience like when coldplay invited us to be at the end of their show, in front of 50,000 people, we just thought, okay, probably they want us to do a first part with two songs. No, they wanted to play with us a song from us. Uh, 
Please welcome to the stage the most special band we've ever played with. This is Quinta Poncada. Here they are. And it was like, okay, everyone was astonished with the possibility of playing in front of 50,000 people. But what changes most was seeing, okay, the stage manager, when he received this, he just thought, okay, I don't have a way for you to go on stage. And this is the most designed stage. You have like a shopping center below the stage and you don't have a way for a wheelchair to come up. How can this happen? How can mm -hmm. no one ever thought about it? And he was receiving us, thanking us for uh, seeing this, for realizing it. And he was saying, next tour and next bands, all the stages will be prepared, I can assure you. When That's we, so good. When we got off the stage and we saw the head of security, a big, big man crying like a baby, we were like, what's happening? And he was saying, I have a case like this in home and I never let them go outside because I'm afraid. And you just gave me a lesson. And this was much more important than playing in front of 50,000 people. This is, a, this is something that we can go to all the stages, we can go to all the places in the world. We never forget these stories and we never forget how can a, a small participation or being one hour with someone that is completely different can change our way of living and can change other people's lives. Um, so this is really a revelation to work with Quinta Pancada and noticing that they were very afraid at the beginning. And right now they are really feeling like an artist. They recorded the record and they already created five more songs. They are asking us, okay, let's record the second record. Let's do another video. Uh, like Fausto, when we, he gets to the backstage, he can ask, oh, can we have that specific cheese? Or can we have that? <laughs> yeah, it's about that. It's about they are true artists. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not someone with special need that can do. No, they are artists for sure. And realizing this, it's it's really something very, very important for us. We need it in this world right now. We need this more than ever. Uh, so because we, we never got a conflict or we never got a bad mood with Quinta Pancada, all they can give us is love, love, love. They are always giving us hope in changing everything for the better. And usually it's hard to get this in a, an artist or in a band or in an artistic participation. So that's why we were always conceiving about, worried about, okay, we need to have four seats or six seats for people in wheelchair in the venues. And we never thought about going on stage, going mm -hmm. on the technique division. Um, and working with Quinta Pancada made us realize, let's go for the stats. Because 
people usually say, okay, luckily I don't have any example in my family with the people with special needs. Uh, I'm saying right now, probably unluckily, I don't have any example because I only realize uh, after working with Quinta Pancada that, okay, let's go for the numbers. And we have almost 10% of people with disability that cannot go to cultural or events or cannot participate and work on cultural events. The minimum is 10%. In some countries, it's around 15%. And it's a lot of people. If we realize by other data that 0.5% of the European population works in performative arts, let's say that 0.5% of these 30%, we're talking about 30,000 employers, mm-hmm. employees, 30,000 people that could work in performative arts that have specific needs. So we're talking about when we realize, okay, 10 to 15% in a venue of 500 seats, we are saving six. Can we do the maths? Yeah. So uh, if we have more people on stage with specific needs, we are creating the needed role models to invite other people to come and to participate. Mm-hmm. It's all about representation, I, f- I it think. Is. And it's really the aspect that we are stopping talking about accessibility and we Mm -hmm. need to discuss more about participation. Mm -hmm. Because when you live your daily life with people with specific needs, you realize that the world is not prepared. (laughs) Uh, And the world is not prepared to accept difference. Uh, and we need difference much more than ever when we are facing populism, when we are facing mm-hmm. a post-truth, when we are facing a normalization by our feeds. Um, we need to realize that there are other ways. <laughs> so this is about stage for everyone. It's about trying to change the perception and trying to show the authorities, the venues, everyone that... Preparing the stage with the ramp, it's not a spend, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. Of it's course. It's really an investment. In Paredes de Cora, one of the main Portuguese festivals, two weeks ago, we played in the secondary stage and they have 30 years of festival. For the first time, they prepare the ramp to the stage. We played on the last day and the stage manager was saying, Ugu, you don't believe it. All the bands, they are only using the ramp and they don't use the stairs. Of because course. It's much more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it's like, okay, why can't we talk about it and think about it previously? Uh, so it's about maybe these experiences giving us answers we need and is giving us su- suggestions that we need to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like um, I was talking to one stage manager as well for another concert that we did where we will also have uh, wheelchairs on stage. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's fine and it will happen in the city. But um, so we do not have any uh, toilets for people in wheelchairs here. And I was like, yeah, but 
this festival has been around for like the last five years. <laughs> Did it never come to mind to put like toilets for people in wheelchairs uh, to the festival? And he was like, no. I was like, yeah, well, then next year will be the first year where you do it. I don't know. <laughs> Just find a solution to it. It's yeah. it's a basic need. Please have it. It's really something. I really believe that the main problem regarding this is that the most people with specific needs don't leave home and don't walk around in the city because they are afraid of the architecture barriers. Uh, if we notice... We got in the city and we go near a, 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 a park for the kids and it's prepared because, okay, the kids need uh, uh, the floor like this and you see kids all the time. And you know that, okay, the kids mm -hmm. need this place so they can play. Uh, it's like if you are in daily contact with people in a wheelchair, you will realize but there's always an afraid of the people in this condition to go outside because, okay, the world is prepared for the others and not for us. We are the mm -hmm. others. <laughs> All yeah. of us are the others. So it's like facing these people and going to a show of Quinta Pancada, it's really realizing that in the most spectacular way, I believe. Yeah, and so for stage uh, for everyone, so you will tour now Europe. No, so you will go out of Portugal. You will, of course, come to Luxembourg, but you will go to other cities as well. Mm -hmm. We will. We will start uh, in Brno. Uh, so uh, the logistic of a tour, uh, it's unbelievable. We are prepared when we set a tour. We just made a few emails and it's done. But with this stage for everyone, we choose the countries. We were uh, in the beginning, we thought, OK, let's go to Central Europe because it's everything near. Then we realized, okay, but in Central Europe, people are more prepared by uh, people with specific needs. Why don't uh, push this a little bit harder and go to Hungary, Czech Republic, uh, Slovenia? So we will go to the east part uh, and it's like there will be two vans going from here. Uh, there will be other people going by plane to Prague and then all the way from uh, Brno, Budapest, Ljubljana, and to Luxembourg by car. And then they will return by plane from Luxembourg to Portugal. Uh, so, but we have already sent our production and video team for a few days to uh, do like a repairage of all these venues and to do some interviews of artists with specific needs and promoters and associations. Why? Because we want, we will have this video team uh, with the band all the time, and we will make a documentary out of this. And we want to create a documentary so all the people that can stay in Luxembourg show, they can <laughs> be in the documentary as well, <laughs> probably in the crowd. Uh, so we want to realize how hard it is for a band with specific needs that has to travel with several technicians, 
with two or three people from the the association uh, curators. How is it possible to tour in Europe? Uh, and um, how is it to go on stage, to go to the restaurant, to go to the hotel, to get in the car, uh, need to use manual wheelchairs because electrical wheelchairs will need transport of other kind. So we will put everything, every one of these aspects, try to put it on a documentary, but seeing the documentary by the artist's eyes and not mm -hmm. by us. So this is the challenge. Uh, let's see how is it going. But we are really, really looking forward to this, this whole adventure. And so for the logistics of the touring, did you encounter some difficulties? Oh, what worked really well, what didn't work as well? Well, we, we've already talked a bit about uh, the stages. Of course, they are not always really accessible. But were there other difficulties or was it like pretty easy to organize everything? Yes, and we even, for instance, we will take a van with the back line and in the van we will take two ramps. Uh, two ramps that can go to different highs uh, because we realized that some restaurants, hotels, whatever, we may need an extra ramp okay. for it as well. So even doing the booking uh, of the hotels, we needed to have photos of the entrance, have photos of the entrance of the room, the, the main entrance, how to go. Uh, so it was like a booking level five. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, it was uh, like two months trying to sort everything out. Uh, we just got a, a big support in Luxembourg. Uh, it was great to have this partnership. And we got a, a partnership as well uh, in Czech Republic. Uh, so that made us, because there is the language barrier as well. Uh, so, but uh, it was really challenging to see this. Uh, and we are really looking forward to go and to document this and share the documentary as much possible. Yeah, and it's true what you said with the ramps because um, I was taking the train from Paris uh, on Sunday um, and then we had to change over in March and that was a regular train and there was uh, one woman in a wheelchair and so she couldn't get out by herself. She had to get assistance and he had to ha have like a ramp uh, put in the train so that she could get out. And um, I just couldn't believe it because I was like, this is a pretty new train. We are in 2023. Why can't you just have ramps everywhere or just push like a button or I don't know. But why do you need a person assisting another person in a wheelchair to get out of a train? This is so much organization for something that should be pretty easy. It is. Uh, we were talking about two weeks ago, Pope was in Portugal uh, by the annual Europe reunion. So the Holy Pope was in Portugal and we just noticed something that everything was prepared. Why? Because mm -hmm. the Pope was in a wheelchair. Okay, but let's say that, let's make it easy. If you know that someone is in a wheelchair, we are really in 2023. It, it's unbelievable. There are a lot of people, our parents, as we can be in a wheelchair from one day to the other. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, noticing that because it's frequent, it happens. Why don't we realize and prepare the things? Because it will be easier for all of them. There are people that they barely can walk. Okay, they stay inside home and they don't leave, only for the pharmacy or the doctor. Why? Because they will have uh, architecture barriers in the street. Mm-hmm. So this is about participation. It's not only for people with the mental disease or uh, with a physical problem. No, it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's really for everyone. We need to fight for this thinking in all of us. We have a lot to learn from people that have experience and they are older, from people that have certain conditions, but they are full of love and hope uh, and they are constantly uh, breaking barriers. Uh, so this is the love that we need to feel uh, nowadays more than ever. So it's just realizing that uh, we have a lot to learn and a lot to modify. We have a lot to modify. That's true. A lot of barriers to break down. I I think uh, a lot of barriers in the mind of the public um but also yeah uh, in organization and and logis- uh, logistics and but i'm i'm really really looking forward uh to all of you coming coming here and seeing uh the band play live and just uh living this this great evening uh with Kinder Pucada and we will also have uh, Leandro uh yes. playing the the pre show and i'm really looking forward to that as well because Uh, he has been taking part in different projects of the Emil Foundation uh, for 10 years now. And so it's just like this full circle experience where he is now on stage uh, as an artist, as an accomplished artist. And uh, yeah, I just, and I just love really, it. Yeah. We can really assure that the concert is much more fun than the interview because <laughs> you are facing, you are feeling music, you are dancing. <laughs> It's really unbelievable. It's a really rock and roll show uh, with eclectic yeah. music in the middle, and okay, and you have you have these characters that are unbelievable, and you realize the essence of a band like this when you have uh, the keyboard player Fatima has fifty seven years old. Uh, she was world champion of Bosia for several times from Portugal, uh, and she plays keyboard with seven, uh, with fifty-seven years old, and the drummer has twenty-three. And uh, it's yeah. impossible in a regular band join mm-hmm. these ages, and they feel the love, but for what they are doing. Uh, so it's it's really a force of nature, and it will be. A lot of fun, seeing, dancing, and making this a, a party and a celebration. Yeah, and I mean, they have now their one to Coldplay. So everyone who wants to get in touch with Coldplay needs to come to this concert. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really amazing. Even the agent and the manager of Coldplay just kept sending messages because they were saying, okay, every show we invite a special guest. It's regular. Yeah. But this was the only show of the tour where everyone was with a smile from here to here because they noticed it. Okay, this is completely different. 
even Chris introduced the band that the most special band we have ever played with uh, in front of 50,000 people. So, and this was uh, a validation. Yes, a very interesting validation. Uh, and it, it was an amazing moment that showed all of the people that, okay, it's possible. So let's continue to make it happen. Yeah, we will. We will. So everyone, please come to the concert. It will happen on September 23rd uh, at uh, 7.30 at the Philharmonie in Luxembourg. It's uh, accessible. Um, please come. Please uh, see the joy and feel the joy because even in a documentary that uh, you can already watch on, on YouTube, you, you can just feel the love of, of music and the love for each other and just uh, the basic love of being there and doing something um, together. The time is running out, even if we could still talk for hours. So do you have any recommendation for the EMA Foundation podcast listener um, that they could watch or see or hear? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking in a recommendation and possibly I love music, movies and everything, but when we were just uh, introducing the, the conversation a few minutes ago, I was just thinking about a movie that has an amazing soundtrack. It's I Am Sam. Uh, I Am Sam, it's a movie from the beginning of the 20s, I believe, with Shan Pan in the main character. Uh, and it's it's an amazing story. Uh, it touched you deeply. And it has an overwhelming soundtrack. I would recommend you to listen I Am Sam soundtrack because you know the songs, It's only Beatles songs with cover versions from other artists. Here comes the sun, doo -doo -doo -doo. here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. And this is also an example of difference and how can people from a complete different background with complete different interests can pick up a song of Beatles and turn it, if it's possible, in something even bigger. Uh, so I Am Sam has this double meaning. I cried a lot in the in the movie, and I, I really think I became a better person. Uh, I really think I, I am a better person as much more times I see I Am Sam. Uh, and listening to this soundtrack made us realize about respecting and be grateful about the difference that we have in the mankind. It's so nice. I haven't watched it yet. I I, I think I will tonight. <laughs> okay, you should. I will. Yeah. Yes, I will. So thank you very much, Hugo, for talking to me, for everything that you do, uh, for doing this, yeah, the stage for everyone and for re realizing this, this tour for Quinta Bunkara. And yeah. So thank you very much. We thank you a lot for all the support and we expect to see uh, a lot of people over there. And we are really happy that we can end this European tour in a place with so many Portuguese as well, uh, like we have in Luxembourg. Uh, I visited a few times Luxembourg. I love the city. Uh, so I'm really, really anxious to, to be with all the crew over there. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast, Devin With Me by Fondation Aimé. This podcast was made possible by our dear partner, André Loche Fondation. Music was made by Taipan, mix and mastering by Taipan as well. Devin With Me releases two episodes a month. For more information on the Fondation Aimé, go to our website, fondation-aimé.lu. Thank you, and hear you soon.